Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Hey, 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 my beautiful peeps. We are going to be talking about the two states that we live in. And to be completely honest, this is a little bit of a somber podcast. I didn't really expect it to come out this way. I wasn't going to deliver it this way because I want it to be more fun. And I, I do know that there is so much more fun to be described and explained when it comes to dual duality that we live in, in our conscious state and the oneness that we experience through our higher state. But this podcast came out really different, and I think I need to share it. So I'm going to share it with you. Kind of scares me, to be really honest. Uh, I don't talk about this very often, and I certainly don't do it this way. So I'm going to share with you a really profound experience that I had last year. And over these last few years and what led up to it, I think I talked about that a little bit in this. But really, it's it's really going to be about what happened last year. So strap in. And get ready for a crazy ride, because here she is. Welcome to Fear It Goes, the podcast all about taking your fears with you and doing it anyway. I'm your host, Brandi Taylor. So many of us are walking around wondering what the bigger meaning of life is, what our purpose is, why are we here, what are we doing? I know when that hit me at the ripe age of 40, I questioned everything. I wasn't happy. My life felt crazy and chaotic and I really felt terrible and I didn't think that that's what life had to offer. How was I going to find this happiness? And then everything changed. It's only now that I own who I am. It's taken me a few months to get here. <laughs> it's taken me a few months to get here and a few detours. And sometimes we need life to present in very harsh ways for us. Not only have I seen some patterns that have shown up, which is what we're all about. We're all about the patterns that reside within us and whether they function well or not. But what I really got to see was how much I disconnected. You see, last summer, I had a massive shift. I had such a large awakening, I can't even express to you how crazy it felt and how crazy I felt when it happened, before it happened, just before it happened, and then since. And there have been moments when I felt like this is so crazy, I can't tell anybody. And then there are moments when you realize you need to tell people. 
But it's not really about telling people. It's about understanding what we are and how we can be our most spectacular selves. And when we are our most spectacular selves, it's because we're whole. It's because we're not denying or resisting or suppressing any part of who we are. So I said I was going to talk about the two states of living, and really there are only two. And you will, throughout your life, if you have experienced this, you will bounce in and out of it. If you have not experienced an awakening, I, I hope that everything I say to you today resonates and helps you get there. Because there is nothing, no high greater, no, no relationship greater, no love greater than what you find when you connect to who we are. And no, I'm not talking about God, although some may reference it as God. I don't. I just see it as what we are. It is. And if that is what God is, is just this connection to everything, an understanding that you are me and I am you, that there is no separation in life, that energy flows at different levels based on us in our state, then that's God. I will never look at God as something that is angry and wrathful and heaven and hell. We make our own heaven and hell. We create it here on earth in this existence, in every day of our lives. We choose to make it horrible or we choose to make it better. We choose to embrace ourselves or we choose to resist ourselves. We choose to suppress and fragment who we really are and deny all of the glory that is us. And yeah, that's kind of almost a religious term. At this point, I don't care. (laughs) We are these magnificent beings when we come here. Your soul is so bright and beautiful. There is no denying that. No child looks at its parent or a person and thinks, I wonder if I look fat. I wonder if they're going to accept me. I wonder, I wonder, what if, could have, should have. They don't think that. We gain those experiences here and those become our patterning and those become our beliefs and those become our behaviors. I talked about two states. We live in one of two. That's it. We experience higher or lower state and it's based on our vibrational level. And yes, we are energy here in matter. We can measure it. We see it through EEGs and ECGs. We've been measuring it for a long time, just never making the correlation to this is part of who we are and how we work. Why no one ever taught us or why it's not taught who we are and what we have the power to do. We have so many incredible tools within us that we don't even know exist. And until you have an awakening, you don't really know they exist. 
I, I don't know. Maybe some people in awakening don't really know they exist still. I, I really don't know. I just know what I experienced. So I'm going to share my experience with you from last summer. And I can't believe I'm doing this on the podcast because honestly, this is one of the most vulnerable moments with me to you. So last year I had a breakup. It was tough. Felt really shitty. Um, but just before that breakup, I'd had some massive insights into patterning within me. And once I saw the patterns and how they exist in all of us and the roles we take on through those patterns and how we do it at such a subconscious level that we don't even know we're acting this way, that was a game changer for me. Because then I could look at people with compassion and I could look at people with understanding and I could look at myself the same way instead of with resentment or anger or guilt, feeling guilty. See, because when you repeat a pattern and you're not really thinking that you're doing this or you think I really want to do this and then pattern comes into play and then you don't do whatever that is that would make your life so much greater or make you such a greater person. That's the pattern. And then you're so disappointed in yourself and you feel so guilty and shameful. And then you sit in these extremely low vibrational levels within us. Shame and guilt are the lowest of all vibrational levels. So when we sit in these vibrations, we can't raise ourselves up to utilize the incredible tools within us or to even understand again that we even have them. So I have this experience where I understand now the roles I'm playing and what I've been doing. And then I see what everyone else is doing. And we're all walking around playing out these roles, subconsciously not even knowing not even thinking about it, not even being aware of it. And let me tell you, when there's no awareness, it's really hard to blame someone because they're oblivious. And it was really hard to sit there and continue to blame myself when I didn't realize what I was doing. And once you become aware of those roles and how they work, all of a sudden I could catch myself in the pattern when it showed up. That changed everything. So a week after I have these epiphanies, this massive realization, and it's so profound. I have a breakup. It's devastating to me. But in that moment, I said to myself, I'm going to allow this to be whatever it needs to be. I'm going to allow everything to flow through and I'm not going to block any of it. As horrible as this may be, this was a Friday night or a Friday. I said, as horrible as this may be, I'm going to let it be whatever it's going to be. And by Monday, I'm going to start moving. I'm going to pick myself up and start moving. I didn't know if I'd be through it. I didn't know what would happen, but I was going to allow every one of those emotions, as horrible as they were, to be what they needed to be. That is one of the most incredibly empowering it is. It's one of the most incredibly empowering choices that we can make is to allow things to flow because energy does move. And when we don't allow it to move, when we suppress it, when we block it, when we 
position ourselves to ignore it. It's just building. And it has ramifications. So weekend passes. I'm feeling better. Um, I did a little hypnotherapy and I had some really amazing friends that were super supportive, but I'm feeling a little bit better. I don't feel great, but I'm feeling a little bit better. And within two days after that, I was driving out to my parents' place because I'd already made arrangements that my kids were going to be there for the next five days. And I'm driving out to my parents and I'm crying and all this stuff is processing. Not the breakup. The breakup was a catalyst. It was everything else inside me unlocking because I gave myself permission to allow it out. And in that experience, everything changed. By the time I got to my parents, I'd been basically kind of on and off crying the whole drive out. It's a two-hour drive from here. Um, I'd been basically crying the whole time, on and off. But then also feeling lighter and lighter and lighter physically, which is incredible because we make these connections thinking that, you know, we feel... We, we don't understand that our bodies feel heavy because we're heavy in a heavier vibration. We're heavier in an emotion that's tying us. So I get to my mom's and I am spewing. I'm literally just, everything's coming out of me, these words, and I'm not completely aware of what I'm saying. It's just, I'm a conduit and everything's flowing. And it was in that moment, I made a declaration that I never expected myself to make, which is something that will come up in the next year or so. I expected it to be more by the end of this year and my timelines were a little off. That's fine. Um, but I made a massive declaration. And in that moment, everything shifted. Everything shifted. I felt in every single cell in my body what we really truly are. And when we vibrate high, we know what we are. We know our purpose. We know what we're here to do. We know why we exist. We're existing to be playful. We're existing to be curious and exploratory, but we're existing here to bring joy, to, to share love. Because when we vibrate high, when we sit in what I call higher state, you are unconditional love. You are. You can't not give it. You can't contain it. It has to come out of you. It has to go to others. And there is no attachment. That is the thing about unconditional love, which is not what we're taught. We're taught ego love and how unconditional love is something that just spills out. It just is. It's just because. There is no expectation. There's no dishonoring. There's no ideals. There's no caging. There's no ownership. It just is. Because I see for the first time that you are a part of me and I'm a part of you. And we're all one. And there is no disconnection. It's when we sit in ego which I call lower state, because again, these states have everything to do with where we vibrate. This is frequencies. 
we see frequencies throughout our senses. So we know that on the sound spectrum, there's a ton of that spectrum that we don't acknowledge. We have learned through science. We know that there's radio waves and that you can just tune in. But I can't hear those unless I've got the tuner. We know that dogs hear on levels that we can't. There is a humongous part of each spectrum through our senses that we do not experience. That has everything to do with vibrational levels too. Where are we sitting? What do we experience? And how do we experience it? So when I talk about two states, okay, I'm going to back up and finish off my awakening moment because it was pretty crazy. And before last summer, (laughs) before last summer, I had never experienced anything like this. As I make this declaration to my mom, it just comes out of my mouth that I'm here to change the way that we look at brain impediments and ailments. And I am going to lead a team that's going to change this. We're going to teach it around the world. We're going to teach another way to help cure or help enhance the brain in its, its physical matter so that people don't experience suffering like they could or do, that we can, we can get past it. So I make this statement a lot looser than this, and I literally cover my mouth and went, oh my God, what the heck was that? I can't believe I just said that. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to step into that. That's big. And it scared me. And then an energy surge. And I have no other way to describe these than the way that I see them. So you get my terminology. But for the first time, I felt energy and it flowed through so hard from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I gripped the counter because I couldn't stand on my own. It was the first energy surge I felt, and especially to that magnitude. And it was the first time I understood what I call absolute truths. So absolute truths for me are things that are meant with me or that resonate with me to the core of my being in this plane of existence. So I call them absolute truths. I know them now because I feel the energy that flows with them. There is a different sense for me that I get every time these come. So I had this energy surge. It was crazy. It felt crazy. (laughs) And after that, I spent the next five days in higher state. I spent the next five days in absolute creativity, bliss, high love, enlightenment, no attachment, no judgment, a complete understanding of who we are. And I wrote through the lens of that. I didn't think I would ever explain to you or share with you my moment of awakening. And so many people have awakenings that are different. This was mine. From that moment on, I couldn't pretend to be anything I wasn't. I couldn't pretend to be small. I couldn't pretend to be disconnected. I couldn't pretend to be isolated because let me tell you, I felt all those things alone, isolated, separated, 
looking, always feeling like I'm lacking something, always seeking to fill whatever that was, but I didn't know what it was. It's because I hadn't found me. So that those five days there woke me to a whole new understanding of how we exist here and what we have within us. And over these past over this past year, I've discovered more and more because I'm willing. Because now at this point, and at that point, I was willing to dive in. I was willing to do the work, the internal work that scares us. There are a lot of you out there that are skeptics and think, oh, this is just a bunch of woo-woo. It's just total bullshit talk. And honestly, I was there with you. I was there with you until I started doing the work. Until I started realizing that there was other things playing out without my knowledge. And I'd already been doing research on the brain prior to this awakening. I'd already understood that our subconscious and our conscious states work very differently within us. I also knew that they work at very different rates of processing. And I also knew that our conscious state is only processing through our senses. This is what our awareness, this is what our awareness is based on. What I, what I can feel with my hands, what I can smell with my nose, what I can hear with my ears and see with my eyes and taste with my tongue and feel on my skin. This is it. We take in all of our data on a conscious level and process it through those senses because that's what makes sense to us from a conscious position. When you break into the subconscious, it's a whole different ballgame. And it's undeniable because you know it in every single cell in your body, there is no denying who we are or how we're connected. And when that happens, you find the most incredible part of you. There will never be a moment in life when we don't experience both. I shouldn't say that because really for five days I spent that whole time in higher state. And when I was in my 20s, I spent five weeks in an enlightened state, not knowing what it was, not having any frame of reference or the capacity to really process this on the level that I do now. The insights I have now, life offers us incredible opportunities. But more often than not, we vibrate so low, we can't see them because all we're experiencing is our eyes, is what we see through these eyes. When we surpass that, when we rise above that, when we release the emotional ties to things, when we detach, and I couldn't understand this concept for the longest time. I remember reading Eckhart Tolle in my 20s, and I was reading A New Earth. Not only did I find his writing, and I'm going to say this, but I don't believe this anymore, but I did at that time. Not only did I find his writing at that time kind of arrogant, it felt that way. It just felt so almost pretentious. It's not. It's like it's so beautiful the way he writes. However, I was not open to that at the time. 
Um, but he spoke in there about love without attachment. And I couldn't wrap my head around that. I didn't understand what that meant until now. Because see, when we're free, when we're whole, there is nothing we wouldn't give to somebody else. It's when we sit in a lower state that I'm lacking. So I'm always seeking to fill. I'm always seeking to fill that hole, but I don't know what the hole is. So I'm always looking. I'm looking through people. I'm looking through experiences. I'm looking through money. I'm looking through whatever. I am always seeking to fill the lack that I feel. But the lack that I feel is me. It's my connection to me and to everything that is around us that is our existence. See, when you look at quantum entanglement, which I think this is such a beautiful, very simplified explanation, but you have an atom over here on your left. And then you have an atom, well, you have atoms all around them, but you have an atom over here on your right. Atom on your left is stimulated by something. Atom on your right experiences the same experience, even though it wasn't stimulated. Why is that? Why is that? It's because we're all connected. It's because we are a part of a fabric that is existence. And when we stop isolating ourselves and stop feeling that we are so alone here and we see the connection, that we're not, di- we're not disconnected, everything shifts, just like the patterns. When you see them in somebody else and you see them in yourself, you're so much more capable of moving forward and releasing. The two states of being are higher and lower, and they have everything to do with your vibrational levels and your emotions tie you in those vibrations. When we are joyful, we feel light, like we could just jump around because you are light. We're closer to our true whole selves, or we are our true whole selves in those moments. And then when we're heavy, we're heavy in emotions, we're feeling we're feeling crummy, we're sad, we're angry, we're whatever, shameful, feeling guilty. We're so tied and anchored into matter that we feel heavy and we feel tired and we feel exhausted and we don't have the desire to go out and be these great beings that we can be. We have incredible potential within us. And I have read this quote a million times and I read it to you guys at the end of Catherine Franzen's podcast, which I highly recommend you listen to if you have not, because it's beautiful. Um, It was her journey through a concussion and post-concussionary syndrome afterwards um, and how she's transformed through that experience. Because we seem to think that our experiences create all these negative things, but there is beauty in all of them. And there is definitely incredible lessons to be learned and gained from in all of those experiences. But that's another podcast. But I read that quote from Marianne Williamson often because one, she wrote it in state. So when you're in state, I refer to state being higher state. When you're there, things just flow through to you. You're incredibly creative. Holy cow, the things that come out of you, you would, they blow your mind. 
because they're not really part of your conscious mind. They're coming through you from your subconscious and everything that is connected. But she wrote that in state. It's beautiful. And it's so gifting. We are given gifts every day through our experiences, through our lives, through our conscious state, and through our subconscious. And where we sit with our emotions, which we can actually learn to manage much better, but it's also an understanding that your emotions are here as a tool. They tell you things, just like your negative thoughts tell you things. Don't squash them. Ask better questions. Start seeking out the deeper meanings. Because so often through our conscious state and through our lower vibrations, we experience symptoms. There's symptoms. And we're always looking at the symptom, not the root cause. If we don't look at the root cause, we never really resolve a symptom because it's one symptom and then another one shows up and another one shows up and another. And the next thing you know, you have a hundred symptoms from one root cause. So if you're willing to dig a little deeper and really discover who you are inside, I'm telling you, you will find magic within yourself. You will find magic within the world around you. You will find wholeness and happiness that is unparalleled to anything you could ever dream of. Because that's what this life offers when we're willing to look. I may lose some of you with this podcast. Because for you, this podcast may have been all about taking your fears with you and doing it anyways. And I realize fear never leaves us. It's part of our literal hardwiring. It's our amygdala. It's there as a protector. It's a, it's a protection mechanism built within us, which is fantastic. However, we can use it to benefit us. We can use it to catapult us forward, or we can allow it to debilitate us. And that is where your emotions tie in. Today's podcast is all about understanding that there is more to this life than what meets the eye. There is more to this book than its cover. And I hope, actually, I wish for all of you that you are brave enough to take that fear and just say, you know what? It's okay. You can sit in the back seat. I'm willing to take this drive. I'm willing to see what's deeper. I'm willing to go under the surface and explore. Because there is such unbelievable greatness in every single one of you. This awakening for me is not just mine. It's there for every single one of us. If we're willing to take the steps, if we're willing to look for the root, if we're willing to be open. So woo woo be damned. (laughs) I hope you take something really spectacular from today's podcast. And I hope this allows you some insight into what is possible. Because what I've learned over this past year, oh, and I, I should probably share this too. 
what I've learned over this past year is ego, lower state, emotions, they are tools for us. They teach us things. And sometimes we're stubborn. (laughs) And I've been very stubborn over these past six months. And very heavily bound in lower grade emotions. And very heavily bound in what felt like a disconnection with on and off connections. So we can reach higher state at any given time because it's always here. We just need to be open to it. Our emotions tend to be the things that lock us out from it. I'm nowhere near perfect, enlightened. And I don't believe that enlightenment means that you never experience ego. I don't believe that. At least at this stage, I don't believe that. (laughs) Who knows? I might have a different belief on that later. But at this stage, that's where I'm at. And I'm sure that's where most of you are at. Ego teaches. So when we're in ego and we're angry or we're feeling resentment or desperation or loneliness or shame or guilt or um, or we feel that we are better than someone else. We've placed an importance on ourselves instead of all. We're learning. Just know that you're learning and ask better questions. Ask yourself the better questions. What is it here I need to see? What is it that's going to guide me to the next level? How do I release this? How do I forgive that person? Forgiveness is a big part to you. Because in forgiveness, see, so, (laughs) let me back up. Forgiveness is a big deal too. What happens when we forgive someone else? is that ultimately we're forgiving ourselves in that moment too. Because regardless of what that person has done in that moment, regardless, our response to it by being angry, by being hurt, by being whatever, and not allowing it to be. And there are certain circumstances, I still struggle with this idea, but I don't. I do and I don't. Um, But where we are not our best selves, where we are not coming from a place of wholeness, we're coming from a place of lack. Therefore, they've done this to us. Therefore, it's hurt me, you hurt me. And the only place that I struggle with this is more on the physical side when someone physically does things to your to you in a physical state. Um, now that said, there, there is truly an incredible experience we get when we forgive them because they're not in their best. And when we forgive, we don't just say, I forgive you for this. I forgive like this. When I, when I forgive someone, I forgive them for being in their patterns. I forgive them for playing out a role that most likely generational. 
I forgive them for not loving themselves enough to be able to love others around them. I forgive them for the deeper parts of their disconnection. See, because they're just, I don't want to say broken because we're not, we're always whole. We just lock ourselves off from it. We fight it. We resist it. We resist who we are. And then we struggle. And some struggle more than others. And some seek that lacking through every means possible. And maybe that's through power. And that helps them try and find their wholeness. But really, they're damaging themselves just as much as they're damaging the other person. And it's a hard thing to forgive when you're on the receiving end of that. I know that. There are many things that I've experienced in my life that I could have hated a person for. But in the forgiveness, honestly, it's freeing you. Because you don't have to hold that baggage anymore. And it doesn't have to guide your patterns anymore. And it doesn't have to guide your soul anymore. And you don't have to be wounded. Forgiving them allows you freedom. There is nothing better than that feeling. Because ultimately, that's what we all seek. Freedom. Freedom of self. Wholeness. Happiness. Absolute, crazy, abundant joy. And love. And through all those things, and some we we seek money, we seek success, we seek, but ultimately, when we're whole and we're happy and we're joyous, money just finds us. Success finds us because it's contagious. People want that. They want to be around you because you vibrate so high because you're so, that energy is contagious. They want it. You're drawn to it because that's who you are. So today, I really hope you gained a lot from this discussion with my headspace, (laughs) my headspace that sometimes feels muddled and sometimes feels extremely articulate, but that's us. And more often than not, us in our states of ego make me question everything about what I should share and make me question everything about who I am and why would someone do this or why would someone not care or, or why don't they love me? Or I just need to find acceptance. Acceptance has been a big thing that's come across my table (laughs) for these past few months. It has come across in my thoughts nonstop about acceptance, me accepting me. Me accepting the giant, me accepting who I really am and what that means to the rest of the world and how I'm going to bring it. Me accepting. But then we're always seeking it through someone else, which is what I was doing too. So just know that no matter what, you'll experience this. It's like going to the gym. You're going to be sore. Just accept that you're going to be sore sometimes. It's okay. It's so okay. 
It's so okay to screw up. It's so okay to feel shitty. It's so okay to be mad. It's just how long we stay there. And whether we own that as who they are, who we are, or whether we release it and we rise up. Be the beautiful soul you are on your journey. Know that you are absolutely not alone. Not only through a community, but through existence. You are not alone. You are part of the fabric of life. And when you know that, you really, really know that, you fear nothing. So beautiful souls. You know the spiel. Go check out Fear It Goes. We have lots going on. And actually, we really do have lots going on, and you should be checking us out. And if you are questioning how to attain these levels, how I reached these levels and these understandings and some of my insights, because trust me, I have insights that therapists don't have. And I'm not saying this through arrogance. I'm now saying this through acceptance. I've been willing to do some incredible work that now gives me the opportunity to share it to share those, not just experiences, but those clear insights into us and how they relate to you in the world and how they relate to you being a better you and you being a happier you and you being a very complete whole you. And I want to gift that to the whole wide world. My goal is millions that I'll touch millions of souls here. That's my goal. And I won't stop until I do. So check out Fear It Goes. Listen to our podcast. Um, Come check us out when we're speaking. I speak on different things that we are experiencing in life and how to release them. I teach this. I have courses on this. And if you are struggling or finding that you don't know what you're doing here or how to find it or you're lost or you feel really disconnected from not from well maybe from your own life too or from life and the people around you and you want happiness there's tools and I think that's my job here is to give the tools is to teach people so that they can go out and teach people and so that we can walk around here empowered. And I believe that we empower the disempowerments. We don't allow the disempowerments to take us and swallow us whole. But we need tools. And if we don't have them, how do we use them? <laughs> how do we get better? How do we make ourselves better? Find the tools. Find the teacher, the one that resonates with you and know that you can, absolutely can attain the greatest life you've ever imagined and more. Love you so much. Love and light, my beautiful souls. Have an extraordinary week. Oh, 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 oh,
We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org.